Welcome back and welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What a powerful, powerful day this has been so far, and we're, we're not done yet. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on and, first of all, supporting us all, uh, all of these years. And those of you that are new to Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show, I want to thank you as well for saying yes. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the floor of One the Event, One the Gathering, and One Becoming One. Today is the second day of two days of workshops, uh, creative conversations, solutions, panel discussions, and much more. Broadcast live from the University of Washington, as well as webcast worldwide. If you go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or the TheDrPatCho.com, just click on that video button, and you're going to be able to watch everything that's going on here. And so thanks to Eric Lawyer, firefighter from Seattle, he has brought his vision to the forefront to create a, a global energy, a global vibration, to shift from love, from fear to love, and to, to make love in the forefront, that as well as unity. And his point is, you know, fear is not the place that serves us right now. And so... We're doing so many of these interviews and conversations to get various perspectives, to find out, you know, where some of these amazing individuals were on the day of 9-11. Joining me here today, Russell Feingold, a modern-day shaman, master healer, inspirational speaker, has a profound gift, profound gift. You know, he is energetically sensitive. He had a mystical experience, which you'll get to hear about here. And then his life, his life became a series of connections, a series of events, a series of decision points to say yes. In his illuminating book, Heart Wisdom, he reveals nine-step heart wisdom core process. We'll hear about that as well. He's known for his electrifying delivery but also his profound message. It's simple, but yet it's powerful. And you'll get to hear about that today as well. He's joining me. He has been, you know, uh, presented at stages uh, alongside of, uh, of so many people. Some of them you've already heard me speak with. Carolyn Mace, Reverend Michael Beckwith, Andrew Harvey, T. Harvecker. You know, that and much more. He's joining us here today because why? This is a transformative moment, and he's a transformative coach. Russell, thank you for joining me here today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you so much. Such an honor to be here. Uh, I want to start with uh, sort of weaving this beautiful tapestry. I love the question of where were you, uh, Russell, on the day of uh, September 11th, that morning in 2001. I was in my um, in my in my home in Ocean Beach, California, down in San Diego, and I was actually with uh, my assistant at the time, uh, the amazing Christy Gillardi. She's listening. Hey, Christy! And uh, she showed up that morning, and we just looked at each other, and she said, to "Actually, turn the TV on." And uh, we sat there looking at each other in just utter amazement. And um, you know, there's not too many words can really be said about really the unfolding of it, but the impact inside was just so profound that it made you stop and really look at your life and really what's really real and important. 
And uh, the amazing thing about all of that was um, later that afternoon, I was scheduled to be on a TV show, and um, I called the uh, I called the host, and uh, we spoke, and we were talking about should we have the show, and it was a unanimous, resounding yes. Of all days to have the show, this would be a day to bring forth love and care and connection. You know. It's been 10 years. Uh, folks are calling it the 10-year anniversary, so to speak. Energetically, if I were to ask you to describe the journey that we've been, you know, we've been on here for the past 10 years in this country and also globally, energetically, what does that sound like? What does that feel like? I mean, of course, I can only speak from my personal experience. What it feels like for me is, as you know how honest I am, it feels bittersweet. Yeah. Um, in many ways, it's very, very sweet. Um, we've had amazing opportunities uh, as a global culture to really be able to come together. Unfortunately, it just seems to be through tragedy or through, um, you know, uh, some kind of a natural disaster bring us together and help us to wake up to what's most real and true and important, which, of course, is, connection to each other, connection to the heart, connection to compassion. Um, and the bitter part, um, you know, it's, it's like as far as we, as far as we keep seeming to evolve, we, it just, we keep seeming to step backwards and really kind of losing a grip on, on, on that real connection that we have within ourselves and each other. And we really get to see it through this in almost uh, I'd almost an insatiable thirst for consumption. And it's like we just can't seem to relax enough or make space to relax enough to be able to realize that all we truly need is already inside of us. I'm saying beyond like food and water and our primary primary needs. The most basic primary need is that of peace. And we keep grasping more and more for stuff. The more stuff we think we want that we have, the more uh, is you know, more, the more love in the sense of like a codependent love that we think we, that we think we uh, need, it just seems to leave us emptier. You know, I just see addiction rising so intensely right now, addiction to codependence, addiction to each other in a way that's not healthy. And I want to just make really, a really clear point about addiction itself is addiction really is about looking to someone or something else to fulfill us or fill us in a way that distracts us from feeling what's really inside. Mm. Mm. You know, Russell, one of the things that I think has uh, been so profound here, especially for Eric Lawyer, this firefighter that, you know, start started all of us on this journey, is this idea of love. And, you know, and, and, and we talked briefly earlier today about, you know, there's so much out there right now. Uh, honestly, right? You turn on the Internet, you could just about get a tool or a self-help tip for just about everything that ails you in the world. I mean, we're certainly not at a loss for figuring out how to solve the problems of our lives. Uh, but yet, you turn to folks right now, and we, we're on the path health-wise on a downward spiral, obesity is on the rise. Um, you know, we're looking at fear not just about terrorism, but about our jobs. We've lost our voice in speaking up. 
And how could we have so many things now at our fingertips and yet be seeming to go in a completely opposite direction? I don't even know if that's true, but that's a sense I get. Well, I think, you know, some of the, some of the challenge we have about talking on that grand of a scale is that, of course, there are exceptions. Yes. But I know that's not, that's not what we're talking to at this moment. We're talking about there's a certain, um, a certain large percent of the population that does feel very lost. And I can say personally, I've gone through my own, you know, own phases of just feeling totally lost and actually being lost. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> I think it's part of the human experience. And I think it, it's, it's really important to emphasize that, yeah, there is so much out there, but that's on a certain level, that's the, you know, the, um, the fatal step is that it's not out there. And anything that continues to have us look outward is pointing us in the wrong direction. Just like any teacher, you know, who is either consciously or unconsciously, quote, unquote, causing you to become attached to them is doing you a massive disservice. So it's important to really look at what is guiding you deeper, in, in deeper inward into the source of truth, the source of love, the source of wisdom that resides only within period. So, you know, let's talk about, uh, you know, the topic that I that I mentioned earlier, how real love eludes us. Uh, you know, real love, I mean, you know, one would think, oh my gosh, isn't all love real love? But more importantly, we seem to be on this endless search for love and fulfillment and acceptance and so more, so much more. You know, why does this keep eluding us? Well, uh, you know, there was a, you know, a song years ago, you know, the lyric just says, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> looking for, oh, that, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there myself. I still yeah. do it. I'm yeah, not. I'm telling you, I'm t- we're not going to go there in this interview, are we? <laughs> <laughs> next one, next one. We'll do it on the next one. Let's you and I do a show about love next time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we do, so, don't we? We do. and. Now, I don't really like this phrase, but, it, you know, there's a certain reality to it is that, you know, it's not, quote, unquote, a fault. Well, it's not a fault at all, but it's not really, it's not a fault that we keep doing that. What's so important is to look at is that, you know, there's a whole uh, realm of conditioning, you know, this conditioned reality, which is really a whole, um, a whole, um, called like a sphere of influence coming from, like, our parental modeling, you know, our, um, the environmental conditioning, basically, like, you know, where we grew up. Um, how we grew up, you know, our parents, friends, um, also, you know, our culture, our ancestry, and then depending on, like, what you believe in, like, our karmic influences, past life influences. There's so much that's influencing us. It's not outside of us, that is within, that is within us. And so looking for, you know, how does love keep eluding us? Well, it's a matter of not so much that it's eluding us, but really seeing how it eludes us and begin to get into relationship with ourselves on that level. Mm. Wow. You know, I mean, you talk about elusive. I mean, you know, our, let's go from elusive to avoidance because that's a relationship that most people don't want to have is that relationship but, with ourselves. I mean, oh, my gosh, I actually have to look in the mirror? Well, that's, you know, that's getting back to the, you know, the, um, 
you know, that uh, huge black bear of a topic, addiction. <laughs> you know, really, really going, really going back to of, you know, the, the challenge. And you know, you know, as we've spoken before in the past. Yeah. You know, what my life is dedicated to is the healing of the heart. Yep. And and the healing of the heart is it's one, it's a joke, and two, it's on a certain level, it's not easy. But then again. You know, it gets easier and it gets harder. It gets easier because we get more familiar with how to navigate that inner terrain, and we get more skills and tools to be able to work with ourselves. We also get more freed up from within, so we feel more resourceful, more powerful, more connected. But it gets harder because the patterning itself just gets more elusive and gets more entrenched in there. So addiction, you know, where addiction comes into play is that Again, we're looking for things, or not that we're looking for things. There are things already in play for us because it's hard for us to be with the pain. Now, kind of bringing this around kind of full circle here is that everybody knows it's about love. Everyone knows it's about following your heart and connecting with your own heart. The challenge becomes, this is, where, this is where it becomes, I feel, the most courageous aspect of the journey ever, is that as we begin to connect with our own heart, we're connecting with the fullness of our heart, which is all of the stuff going on in our heart, which is all of the love as well as all of the pain, all of the suppressed pain, all of the suppressed emotion, all of the unresolved emotional issues in relationship, and so on and so forth. So it's a whole mixed bag of stuff that is in there and that it's daunting. And I can see, and I understand, I've seen people, thousands of people, why they don't want to do it. However, under all of that, we do want to do it, and we want that love, yet it takes courage and it takes persistence and it takes absolute 100% commitment to really connecting with your own heart and really wanting that depth of love that is available to us. I'll tell you, you know, I love the term commitment. I never, I never used to love that term. I'm going to tell you that, Russell, right now. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but, I, but I learned it in a, in a strange way. And because I had to make a decision about my own life and whether or not I was going to be committed to healing myself of a life-threatening disease. And, you know, when that, when that question was put forth to me, I didn't quite understand it. But the alternative to not making that commitment was dying. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think oh my God. what I hear you talking about, is kind of the same metaphor because if we don't make that level of commitment with every every precious bit of energy we have around conviction, there is a part of us that dies, isn't there? Yeah, and the, and the reality of it is that there is a part of us dying right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's a matter. Of, it's a matter of. It's such an interesting dance, but that's really what it is. It's like the more that you commit to yourself, the more you're willing to see the truth of who you are to really identify your location. Mm. Where are you really at? Yeah. And, again, bittersweet because you realize you, you realize the depth of your own neuroses, the depth of your own, quote, unquote, sickness. And it's so sweet because, thank God, you, thank God, like, I'm willing to see where I'm at, and now I can begin to make a change. Mm. You know, I want to talk with you about fear for a moment because bittersweet is such a, I mean, my gosh, did you just uh, describe, you know, the past eight years of my life? That's perfect. Uh, I could probably say the all the years of my life. Uh, but th- this yeah. fear thing, you know, 
I want to talk about what fear is and what fear isn't. And just get a perspective, just perspective on it around how we throw that word around. We really do. You know what I mean? You know, yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. I would love to hear your perspective on it, Russell. <laughs> um, what I love is, you know, we throw fear around like we throw love around. Yeah, we do. And, and to get some perspective on both of those is, you know, on one level, they're, they're flip sides of the same coin. And you've heard, like, there's so much work, especially with, you know, the incomparable Debbie Ford, who talks about the dark side of the light chaser, mm. which is her first book, which I think is one of her best still. I just love it. I, I couldn't it's agree about, with you more. I'm right there with you. Yes. Props to Debbie. If you're out there, Debbie, love you. Yep. And, and um, you know, and I was sitting with him today, as I was meditating him today before the show, and I'm like, God, you have to be willing to be with your shadow. You have to be willing to really embrace your darkness. And every time that I've gone into my darkness, I'm going to talk about fear in a minute. Every time I've gone into my darkness and allowed myself to be with that and allow it to, allow myself to feel it, amazing things happen. But not separate from, the, the darkness light are not separate. You know, they revolve and dance with each other. And if we're trying to get away from our darkness, on a certain level, we're pushing away our light. As we try to put, as we try to get away from our darkness, we're also pushing away our light because they're both seamlessly intertwined with each other. Mm. And I mentioned, and I know you mentioned before about, you know, um, part of the vision of, of, of this is one. You know, we're so quick. I'm going off a little bit of a tangent, but it's really kind of set up a stage for fear. Yeah. Is that, is that, you know, we're so quick to go to love. We're so quick. Um, you know, uh, I, have, I have a friend, an old friend, Scott Kalikstein, just a brilliant man. Uh, he's a brilliant musician and just channels songs, like, in the moment, like, just a brilliant gift. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he talks about, um, um, I lost it. What did he talk about? <laughs> <laughs> he's either probably <laughs> talking about fear or love. <laughs> I'll get back to the sky. It was a brilliant thing, and I, I whatever it was, I don't know what it is. That's what anyway, I love about being in the present moment here. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, was, too busy, I was too busy giving them props. I lost the kind of thought. <laughs> but anyway, giving them some love. But um, anyway, going back to the oneness is that we're so quick. You know, we're so quick to go to, um, so quick to go to uh, love that it's, we just don't realize that Darkness in our shadow is sitting right here as well. You know, we, we, you can't avoid one for the other. And I, I know you already said that, but I got to emphasize, you can't avoid one for the other that darkness and light again are the same, same, they're part of the one. They're part of the wholeness that we are. And if you can, as we start to really see that, start to embrace that, something beyond right and wrong, darkness and light begins to emerge. Mm-hmm. And it's what I call, even though I use the word light, it's like the light that casts no shadow. Right. There's a freedom, there's an openness that doesn't, that isn't separate from those, but it's just a bigger container that holds this darkness and light in place. So what is fear? Fear is, in its essence, is an energy. The mind comes into play and interprets that energy as something 
based on our own experience or what we were taught. Just sit with that for a moment. Fear is an energy in its essence. It's something that you feel. It's a sensory. It's this, it's this texture of energy. Now, based on our experience, again, we interpret that energy to mean something. Right. Right. The mind is powerful, powerful beyond measure. One of my favorite quotes, which actually I, uh, actually I write in the book because I love it so much, is that, you know, the mind is a, the mind is a, is, mind is a, hor- is, a, is a horrible master. But uh, it's, I think it's a phenomenal servant. And for so long, we've allowed the mind to be the center of attention. We've allowed it to be. And also, again, our educational system, you know, society really values the mind as center. You know, look at our educational system. We're educated into our minds to get the right answer. And then if we step back, what does that have to do with anything that's really important in this world? Mm-hmm. What does it have to do with love? Nothing. This is not, you know, putting down the whole educational system, but, you know, sometimes we just kind of like, you know, take a look and really call a spade a spade. And there, there are massive problems in our educational system in the sense of guiding us away from love, away from health, away from authentic connection, away from compassion, away from peace, away to how to even breathe in a healthy way. That's, you know, you tell that, that you know, that irks me, it lights me up. It's like, wow, we need to change this right there fundamentally. So, Fear, bringing it back again, fear is an interpretation of the mind on an energy that we've experienced. How do we manage fear? One is to see it for what it is, not for what we've interpreted it to be. Fear is an energy, and in my experience, as I've spent so much time, I mean, years and years and years, I mean, day in, day out, exploring my own fear and managing my fear, I realized, (laughs) well, it's unavoidable after a while. You know, we made the commitment to truth. Mm -hmm. And truth is not, you know, outside of fear. Mm -hmm. It's encompassing of that. Right. So being with fear, I've realized that there is no avoiding that. Fear, it's, it's a matter of being in relationship with and seeing it as an energy, and the greatest gift I found in my relationship with fear at this point is that fear, as uh, uh, dear, a dear, dear friend of mine, uh, Howard Liff, who's been an incredible uh, uh, friend, even mentor, and incredible uh, guide along my path, you know, shared with me one day, um, going through a really challenging time, he said, fear is a natural part of life. Uh. Blew my top off, changed my life. I was like, it was so foreign to me. I was like, what? Because I was taught, I was modeled uh, that fear is not. Fear is something to be avoided. Fear is not part of life. It's not part of God. It's not part of love. And that's not true. It absolutely is. And it's our relationship with it that makes fear, quote, unquote, the enemy. Oh, my gosh, Russell. Thank you so much. I wanted to make sure that folks know how to find out more about you, how to get copies of your books, everything. What's the best way? What's the website you'd love to send people to? The best uh, website is Heart Wisdom. No funny spelling, heartwisdom.com. That's my main website. And from there, you can contact me. You can uh, uh 
but you can uh, purchase a copy of the book, or if you'd like, you can even um, download the first chapter for free. Because I love people to kind of try before you buy. I love it. You know, get, a, get a taste. I love it. And, you know, on that note, uh, someone once said to me once, Russell, and this is probably another show that you and I could do together when we do that love show. Someone once mm. said to me, said to me uh, early on, you know what fear really is? You know what we're afraid of? And I said, know what? We're afraid that we'll never, ever be special. We spend our lives, our ego, trying to get us to feel special, very special. And that's when I broke out into that Radiohead song called Creep. You see? (laughs) (laughs) Russell, thank you for joining us here today. I can't wait to talk with you again, everyone. Make sure you go to the website, heartwisdom.com. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Ann Taylor is in the house. When you're here before Couldn't look you in the eye Just like an angel Your skin makes me cry Float like a feather In a beautiful Wish I was special You're so very special 